Teal for a beautiful smile. The life of Riley for laughs. Teal, T-E-E-L, Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice. That's it, T-E-E-L. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, brings you the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Remember, friends, for beautiful smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. And right now, it's the life of Riley. Well, it's a bright Saturday afternoon. An hour ago, Chester A. Riley came home with his pay envelope. And since Mrs. Riley has been on her feet doing housework all week, the ever-thoughtful Riley made her get all dressed up and took her out for a big time. Yes, sir, Peg, there's nothing like a good walk in a park. Here, uh, have some more peanuts. Oh, thanks, dear. And when you get through with the peanuts, I got a bag of popcorn in my pocket. And the first popsicle man comes along, he's got a sucker. <laughs> yeah, when I take my little wife out, money's no object. Oh, Riley, my feet are killing me. Let's sit down on a bench somewhere. Well, I wonder where they all got to. There used to be so many benches. Well, we'll come to one soon. Oh, I love this park. It's beautiful. Hmm. Be a lot more beautiful if they didn't have a political poster on every tree. Look at that. Isn't that awful? Re-elect Joseph Barton for park supervisor on every tree. Something ought to be done about this. Peg, Peg, leave politics to the politicians. But I think a politician ought Look, to... Look, Peg, why mix into something that ain't your line? Take, for instance, a, a, a delicatessen man. Would you tell him how to run his business? No. Because he knows more about bologna than you do. <laughs> and the same thing goes for politicians. It is my business. It's everybody's business. People only get the kind of government they deserve. Why, last election, you didn't even vote. So what? My one vote don't matter. I just want to be left alone. But if the wrong man gets elected, you won't be left alone. Oh, you're really out of date. Me? Out of date? Listen, when it comes to politics, I'm as up to the minute as the next guy. Then it's about time you took that Hoover button out of your lapel. <laughs> oh, that was the only thing I could find to cover up this gravy stain. <laughs> oh, there's a bench over there. Hurry up before somebody else gets it. Yeah. Oh, feels good to sit down. Sorry, folks, I'll have to ask you to get up. What? We're taking this bench. What do you mean you're We're taking, taking all this... the benches in. This is the last one. Oh, you're having them repainted. Huh? No, junking them. They're closing down the park. Gonna build a brewery. <laughs> closing down the park? Why, this is the only park in the district. Where'll all the little babies get fresh air? Where'll all the little boys sail their boats? Where'll all the sailors... Never mind the sailors. <laughs> Where'll all the little boys sail their boats? Don't ask me, mister. Ask that guy on the tree there. Oh, you mean Joe Barton? He's responsible for this? Well, I uh, wouldn't want to get quoted, but he's the guy behind the brewery. He's in you, folks. Putting up a brewery. It's a good thing I got wind of it. Peg, we got to stop this Barton from getting reelected. Oh, you've changed your mind about mixing in politics. This is different. I don't mind a little graft, but when they tear down a park and put up a brewery, they're getting drunk with power. You can't stop Barton. He's running unopposed. You mean there's no other... Why, that's terrible. 
course, if enough people get together, they could nominate an independent write-in candidate. An independent candidate. That's it. I'm calling a meeting at our house tonight. Well, that'd be wonderful, Riley. Yes, sir. We'll nominate a candidate who'll fight for the people's rights. And he won't be an illiterate ignoramus like that Barton. Well, who do you have in mind? Well, (laughs) M-E-E. So them's the facts, fellow citizens. And that's why Joe Barton has got to be licked. So now let's nominate an independent candidate. Any, uh, any suggestions? Mr. Chairman, I nominate... First, let me tell you the kind of a candidate we need to beat the Barton machine. We need someone who's intelligent. Someone with a head on his shoulders. A head that'll be used to make planks for our platform. (laughs) We need someone who's a good parent, who understands children. Someone who's a homemaker, who is loved by each and every one in this community. Someone who... Mr. Chairman, there's no need to go any further. There is only one person who fulfills all those qualifications, and that person is right here in this room. Well, if you put it that way, I I guess I... Fellow citizens, it is a privilege to nominate as our candidate, Mrs. Chester Riley. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. And in accepting this num good. Hey, wait, you What a revolting development this is. Oh, look, dear. There's another one of my campaign posters in the grocery window. Yeah, I see it. Well, there's one in that lamppost, Mom. I see it, I see it. Oh, the committee did a good job. They got them all over. Oh, and look, up there in the top of the bank building, a big billboard about Mom. Oh, that's wonderful, isn't it, Riley? Uh, some wonderful. <laughs> oh, gee, and it's so big, I can read it from here. Vote for Mrs. Chester Riley for park supervisor. Homemaker, mother of two. Oh, and look, Pop, they mention you, too. Where, 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 where what does it say? Where? Wife of Riveter. Oh. <laughs> Fine thing. My wife's plastered all over town. <laughs> where the prying eyes of all the men can see you. Oh, but Riley, I'm a candidate. I don't care. The picture of a man's wife is kind of sacred. It belongs in the home, in a place of honor. Believe me, when the committee asked me for it, it broke my heart to go down in the cellar and get it. <laughs> Peg, why did you accept that nomination? Oh, Riley, you starting that all over again. It was my civic duty to... But you're a woman. Women don't belong in politics. There's an old saying, the hand that fries the bacon shouldn't be in the pork barrel. (laughs) Will you stop? Just because you didn't get the nomination... That's got nothing to do with it. I could have had it. I I was just too modest to hint. (laughs) Believe me, I, I ain't jealous of you. It's just that... Well, let's face it, a lot of the voters are dopes. And a politician has got to be able to change the minds of these dopes. Now, what experience have you had in changing the mind of a dope? Well, I... I withdraw the question. (laughs) All I'm saying is, a woman's place is in the home. Gosh, Pop, you sure are reactionary. I am not a reactionary. I'm more what you might call a Tory. (laughs) Oh, 
Oh, hey, look, Mom. Here's a whole flock of your posters all over this fence. Yeah, but what's that poster of Governor Dewey doing there? This is California. Governor Dewey? Well, how could that... Riley, somebody's put a mustache on my picture. (laughs) (laughs) A mustache. (laughs) Well, what do you know? That's a good one. (laughs) Well, I don't think it's funny. No, 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 Peg, don't get sore. This is politics. You asked for it. Well, gee, there's a whole lot of them with mustaches. Looks like they were put on with rubber stamps. Oh, go on. It's probably just the work of some kid. No, it <laughs> isn't. This is an organized campaign. This is the work of that crooked Barton machine. Now, don't start blaming your opponent. This is politics. You gotta be able to take it. Well, look at this poster, where it says, Mother of two, someone wrote, Grandmother of 22. <laughs> <laughs> Grandmother of two. <laughs> Hiya, Grandma. <laughs> Riley. Oh, and look here. Instead of homemaker, it says homebreaker. <laughs> a grandmother with a mustache is a homebreaker. <laughs> That's terrific. Oh, you make me furious. Come on, Dumplin'. Where's your sense of humor? <laughs> and here's another one where it says wife of a uh, riveter. Let me see that. Wife of a rotten riveter. <laughs> Wait a minute. They can't do this to my little wife. (laughs) This ain't the work of kids. This is that crooked machine. That's what I said. I won't stand for it. I'm going over to see Shifty Mike Edwards. The political boss? Yeah, rotten riveter, am I? Well, I'm going to tell this Edwards off. And when I get through with him, I'm going to get the rat in my plant who squealed on me. Hey, Mike, that guy out there's been waiting for over an hour. Well, let him wait. I'm busy. Okay. Oh, where were we, Jack? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the Board of Aldermen. Uh, nothing to worry about there, Mike. Our slate is as good as in. All except the park supervisor in the 15th. Our man Barton has got a chance. Oh, yeah, that Riley woman. That fool Barton and his brewery. Couldn't wait until after the election. Brewery. How did we ever elect him anyway? Uh, we ran him on the prohibition ticket. <laughs> Well, Barton's got to get in somehow. There's only one thing to do. The old standby. You mean, uh, split her vote? Right. We'll run a third candidate to take away part of her votes, and Barton will get a majority. We've got to run somebody just like Mrs. Riley, an independent citizen. Yeah, that'll split the vote, all right. Now, if we can find some big dumb cluck who don't know what time it is... Hey, Edwards, do you know what time it is? I've been waiting here an hour. Well, who are you? Chester Riley, and if you crooks stink, you can... Ah, that's enough out of you. Let go of me. Come on, come on, outside. Wait, Jack, I'm... I'm surprised at you. Is that the way to treat an independent citizen? Oh, of course, an independent citizen. I apologize. Sit right down here, Mr. Riley. Here, you take my chair. That's more like it. Yeah, have one of these cigars. Oh, thanks. Have a few more. Well, thanks, I will. Uh, There, I, I got enough. You may as well take this box now that it's empty. Now, what can we do for you, Mr. Riley? Well, it's this guy, Barton Barton! Don't mention that crook's name in this office Crook? But I thought you were behind him Well, we were until we found out what kind of a chiseler he is You know that beautiful Sunset Park where all the little kiddies play? Yeah Well, what do you think he wants to put up there? A brewery Jack, he knows this boy gets around. He's got a brain. You bet, and it's as good as new. 
<laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Riley, for the sake of those darling little kiddies, Barton's got to be whipped. Ah, uh, don't worry about that. My wife's running against him. Oh, your dear wife hasn't a chance against Barton. Right, Jack? Right. Uh, according to the secret poll we took, Barton's a sure thing. We thought of supporting Mrs. Riley, but it's hopeless. On the level? She, she can't win? You, you ain't lying. You have the word of honest Mike Edwards. I thought they called you Shifty Mike Edwards. Uh, honest Shifty Mike Edwards. <laughs> After all, Mrs. Riley is a woman, and a woman in politics. Yeah, yeah, that's just what I keep telling her. Gee, that's terrible. Barton will get in. Unless we can run an independent candidate, only it must be a man. But where can we find the right man? It must be someone like Mrs. Riley, only a man. Um, Jack, do you have any ideas? No, I just can't think of anyone. I can't either. Maybe you have a suggestion, Citizen Riley. <clears throat> well, the way I see it, we need a man who's intelligent. A man with a head on his shoulders. A man who's a good parent, who understands children. Who's loved by each and every one of us in this community. And the next thing I knew, Peg, Honest Mike Edwards nominated me to be Barton. Riley, are you crazy? Edwards is the Barton machine. Ah, uh -huh, not anymore. Good old Mike just kicked Barton into the gutter. And now he's getting behind me. Oh, Riley. <laughs> Don't you see what's happened? This is a trick to split the vote. All they want is a stooge. And you fell for it and offered yourself as a dummy candidate. I did not offer myself as a dummy. They picked me. <laughs> but Barton's sure to win. Now there are three candidates. No, no, only two. You ain't got a chance. You'll resign, of course. Resign? Mm. Me? Mm -hmm. But the committee... That's out of the question. You'll have to withdraw, Riley. But then Barton will win. Dumplin', you don't stand a chance. That's what you think. Hey, Mom, did you oh, see my junior. cap? Junior, we'll, we'll use him for a test. Now, now tell the truth, Junior. If your mother and me were both running for park supervisor, who would you vote for? For Mom. Who asked you? <laughs> You're too young to vote. Now, listen, Peg, be sensible. You don't want to run against your own husband. That isn't the point. The thing is, which one of us can beat Barton? Well, you'll never do it. Well, you certainly won't. I ain't withdrawn. I'm throwing my head into the ring. Go ahead, run If you insist on a fight, you'll get it If that's the way you want it, okay, we'll fight it out We'll let the voters choose who they want Wife or husband, mother or father, beauty or the beast Teal will bring you the second act of the life of Riley in just a moment Meanwhile, this is Ken Carpenter with an important message about Teal, the modern liquid dentifrice. Next time you brush your teeth, pay particular attention to the way your gums feel. If they're tender, sensitive, that's a warning signal you can't afford to ignore. When gums are sore, do these two common-sense things. First, see your dentist. And second, heed the advice of dental authorities. Powders which contain harsh abrasives is irritating often makes things worse. And that means definitely a quick change to Teal, the liquid, non-abrasive dentifrice. Because it contains no abrasives, Teal does not harm tender gums. It's actually good for tender gums. Findings by dental authorities indicate that because Teal is a liquid, it reduces the irritating effect of the brush itself. 
Teal lets you massage your gums gently. You'll certainly like the way Teal makes teeth look sparkling clean, the way it helps sweeten the breath and gives your mouth a refreshed, tingling taste. Once you've tried Teal, you'll never want to go back to other types of dentifrices. So if gums are sore, see your dentist and switch to Teal. Better yet, don't wait for that warning signal. Get Teal now and follow directions on the package. Remember, that's Teal, T-E-E-L, Teal, the modern liquid dentifrice. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. So now, Riley and his wife are rival candidates for the same political office, Park Supervisor. Both are anxious to defeat crooked Joe Barton, who seeks re-election, but neither Riley nor his wife are willing to withdraw. Now it's election eve, and things in the Riley household are somewhat strained. Peg. 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 Hmm? What is it? Talk to me. Riley, can't you see I'm studying this speech? Yeah, you're always studying speeches. What's the use? I told you a thousand times you can't win. Why, only yesterday I took a straw vote and I won. Where'd you take a straw vote? Down at the drugstore. (laughs) I asked everyone at the soda fountain to vote. It was 11 straws for me and one straw for you. Oh, I don't believe it. I'll ask Greenspreckle. I paid him 60 cents for the 12 Cokes. All right. (laughs) So you'll be elected. Now let me work on this speech. Let me see. Hey. Hmm? What is it now? Let's go to a movie. Well, I can't tonight, dear. I'm holding my final rally. Since you've got to be in politics, you ignore me. I guess you just don't love me anymore. Why, how can you say that? Well, it's true. A whole week now, you ain't even kissed me once. Well, I've been so oh, busy you with... you don't have to explain. I understand. We're opposing candidates. After all, does Rogers kiss Nolan? Oh, <laughs> Riley. <laughs> You're making a mountain out of a molehill. Didn't even say one word about my campaign poster with my picture on it. Well, I haven't even seen it. Even took down the moose head from over the fireplace and hung my picture up. Oh, oh, that's right. Funny, I didn't notice it. (laughs) That's the last straw. Oh, oh, no, you don't understand. It took me 17 years of married life to find out I look like a moose. (laughs) But, Riley, I didn't mean to. It's a good thing we're campaigning against each other. Otherwise, I'd never have found out what you really think of me. But, Riley, I didn't mean... Riley, wait! So, I'm a moose. What's the matter, Pop? Nothing, Junior. What are you typing there? Mom's speech for tonight. Is that all you got to do? Why don't you go out with girls? You, you, you should... Your mother's speech? Yeah, and boy, does she know how to tell a guy off. Wait, Junior, let me see. Now, let me tell you the kind of a man my opponent is. A man who... Oh, Pop, you can't read this. It's private. Junior, take your hands away. Oh, no, Pop. You'd better not read this. Uh, Junior, look what I got in my hand. Hey, a dollar bill. Yeah. Look what I'm doing with it. What? You threw it out of the window. Yeah. Finders keepers. Oh, boy, that's enough for three movies. Now, let's see what the... A man who has bribed his way through life. Me, a briber. Oh, what a lie. A man who is a fraud, a cheat, and an unprincipled grafter. Oh, no, no, my own wife. So that's what she thinks of me. If I knew 17 years ago what I know now, I'd never have said yes when she asked me to marry her. (laughs) 
what a life. You trust somebody all your life, and in the end, you get dirt thrown in your face. Who there, Riley? Who, who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Oh, I, I didn't see you, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Uh, uh, what are you doing around here, Digger? Oh, I've just come from the gymnasium where I attended the weekly meeting of the UEPBBS. UEPBBS? The Undertakers, Embalmers, and Pallbearers Bodybuilding Society. <laughs> Tonight we had a workout with dumbbells. Uh, they say that's very healthy. Oh, it is indeed. In fact, we have a motto. I quote, Take a dumbbell in your hand and swing it willy-nilly. For the hand that holds a dumbbell will never hold a lily. <laughs> uh, the way I feel now, I wish I was holding a lily. Oh, something's troubling you, Riley. Pray tell me. Well, you know, my wife and me, we're both running for park supervisor. Oh, yes, I meant to discuss it with you. If you're elected, I'd be glad to donate some benches to the park. Of course, they'll have a little advertising on them. Advertising? Something dignified. You are resting here through the courtesy of Digby O'Dell. <laughs> oh, that's fine, only I ain't running. You are? No. And here I've been breaking my back, digging up voters for you. <laughs> you shouldn't have bothered. They can keep their old election. Ah, election. Shaking hands with a politician and then counting your fingers. Rushing to the polls and discovering that some thoughtful thug has already voted for you. Smoking a candidate's free cigar and then being fined for creating smog. I adore elections. They're okay. It ain't for me. Imagine, Digger, my own wife is making a speech tonight against me. She's calling me all kinds of terrible names. Oh, I don't believe it. Your dear wife would never call you names in public. <laughs> She's got politic poison. She's making a speech this very minute. Oh, Riley, suspend judgment. We must go to this meeting and investigate. In our profession, we have a saying. You can't be sure of your ground until you go below the surface. <laughs> Oh, if only I was mistaken, I'd be the happiest... Come, come, Riley, we mustn't dilly-dally. We'd better be shoveling off. And so, fellow citizens, tonight I won't talk about my husband, Chester Riley. He's a fine, honest man who innocently fell into the clutches of the shifty Edwards machine. The real menace to the community is Joe Barton. Let me tell you what kind of a man Barton really is. A man who's bribed his way through life. A man whose record is that of a fraud, a cheat, and an un... Here's the hall, Digger. Well, hurry, man. Let's go in. Yeah. Look, look, she started. Shh, shh. Let's listen. I'm not finished yet. I've studied this man carefully. I know his record. You hear, Digger, my own wife? He's a man who'd not hesitate to rob the poor. 
How can she say such a thing? And I have the proof. She found out about the dollar I took from her purse. <laughs> Quiet, right? And this man wants to be park supervisor. Park supervisor? What does he know about children? He's not even a father. No, that's going too far. <laughs> that I won't stand for. Right? Riley, Riley, control yourself. Riley, for heaven's sake, sit down. Please, folks, I... don't believe her. I am a father. When my Babs and Junior were born, I almost went crazy with worry in the hospital. Ask my wife. She was there, too. <laughs> Riley, will you please sit down? I'm talking about Joe Barton. Joe Barton. He never even came near that hospital. A fine father, Joe Barton. You're talking about Joe... You didn't mean... You still love me? Oh, Riley, this is hardly the place to... Of course I do. Oh, Dumplin'. Folks, listen to me. I ain't worthy to have a wife like Peg. She's wonderful. Don't vote for me. Don't vote for Barton. Vote for Peg for supervisor. She'll be the best supervisor you've ever had. I ought to know. For years she's been supervising me. <laughs> and look at the result. So come on, everybody. For she's a jolly good fellow. Riley's will be back in half a minute with the election returns. When gums are tender, the wise course is to avoid further irritation. How? By changing from toothpaste or powder to teal, the non-abrasive liquid dentifrice. Teal not only makes teeth sparkling clean, but actually is good for tender gums. That's T-E-E-L, teal. And here are the final returns in the 15th district. Oh, Riley, I'm so nervous. Quit worrying, Dublin. You're a cinch to win. For Park Supervisor Joe Barton... 103 votes. Mrs. Chester Riley, 1,078 votes. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, gosh, that's great. Chester A. Riley. Quiet, Junior. One vote. <laughs> one vote? Well, Pop, at least you voted for yourself. But I didn't. I forgot to vote. Somebody else voted for me. Well, this proves there's at least one person in this district who thinks I'm brilliant, honest, and clever enough to be park supervisor. Gee, who could have... Oh, Peg, you shouldn't have done it. Gamble, makers of Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, invite you to be their guests next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The Life of Riley is produced for Teal by Irving Brecker, music by Lou Kozloff. The script was by Alan Lipscott and Reuben Shipp. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow, Digger Odell is John Brown, Junior is Tommy Cook, Mike is Lou Merrill, and Jack is Dick Ryan. This is Ken Carpenter on behalf of Teal, inviting you to listen again next week to The Life of Riley. And remember, for lovely smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully.
R-E-F-T. That's Dreft. The suds for me. Try Dreft and you'll agree. D-R-E-F-T. It's Dreft for me. And it's Dreft for you, ladies. Dreft, Procter & Gamble's sudsing miracle. Washes dishes so clean they shine. Even without wiping, glasses sparkle. Honestly, until Dreft came along, I never knew how dazzling clean my dishes could be. Lady, Dreft is different. Unlike soap, it can't leave cloudy streaks. And Dreft gets rid of dishpan grease the way no soap can do. Dreft is kind to my hands, too. Ladies, try Dreft, the amazing suds discovery that washes dishes so clean they shine. Even without wiping, look for Dreft in the bright green package. D-R-E-F-T, Dreft. List again next week when Teal, for a beautiful smile, brings you The Life of Riley. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.